Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Monday, August 13. This is Daily Walk. I am Becky Oliveira, And I am Chief at the Oliveira. Let's uh, pray for today and pray for the text and the, the moment that we get to pause right now. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the beginning of today. I want to thank you just for the moments that we have, uh, only a few minutes right now, but moments that we have where we get to just pause in your word, get to listen to the passage, get to be able to think about what was going through Paul's mind, how you inspired him, what he wrote, and uh, what it means for us today. I ask God for your spirit to give us fresh insight and fresh application for our day to day. We ask this in your son's beautiful name. Amen. Amen. Okay, new day, new translation, Mm. Romans 7, 1 through 12, this time in the New Living Translation, the NLT. Subtitle is no longer bound to the law. Now, dear brothers and sisters, you you who are familiar with the law, don't you know that the law applies only while a person is living? For example, when a woman marries, the law binds her to her husband as long as he is alive. But if he dies, the laws of marriage no longer apply to her. So while her husband is alive, she would be committing adultery if she married another man. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law and does not commit adultery when she remarries. So, my dear brothers and sisters, this is the point. You died to the power of the law when you died with Christ. And now you are united with the one who was raised from the dead. As a result, we can produce a harvest of good deeds for God. When we were controlled by our old nature, sinful desires were at work within us and the law aroused these evil desires that produced a harvest of sinful deeds, resulting in death. But now we have been released from the law, for we died to it and are no longer captive to its power. Now we can serve God, not in the old way of obeying the letter of the law, but in the new way of living in the Spirit. Subtitle, God's Law Reveals Our Sin. Well then, am I suggesting that the law of God is sinful? Of course not. In fact, it was the law that showed me my sin. I would never have known that coveting is wrong if the law had not said, you must not covet. But sin used this command to arouse all kinds of covetous desires within me. If there were no law, sin would not have that power. At one time, I lived without understanding the law. But when I learned the command not to covet, for instance, the power of sin came to life and I died. So I discovered that the law's commands, which were supposed to bring life, brought spiritual death instead. Sin took advantage of those commands and deceived me. It used the commands to kill me. But still, the law itself is holy, and its commands are holy and right and good. Mm. Yeah, I have so many questions about that. Yeah, I know. uh, I mean, there's a question that we're supposed to answer, but I just do have one. I I find it very convenient that he uses the coveting one as the example, because that's the one that everybody uses, right? Because it's the only one that's kind of like, what? Like, why is that a big deal? Like, out of everything? Yeah. All the kind of minor things that people yeah. do. It's like, why would you single that out? Yeah. Because the other ones, you're not like, well, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to kill people until the <laughs> law. You know, raise it. Because most people kind of have a visceral reaction to that. It is the best example um, uh, that he can use. And it is the one commandment out of all the commandments that they could 
that they were not able to really hide well. Well, they, they could well, hide really well. you could really totally well. hide it, but it's probably the, the one, one that everybody hide. does. Yes. That nobody could That's exactly it. They could check they, off you could, all the other yeah, ones. Yeah, you could say, I uh-huh. never do any of these things. And so that's why he's highlighting this but one. But it's like, well, this one maybe I kind of do. Yeah. Okay. What's yeah. the question? So, I, I don't want to get no, it's, off it's on good. a total it's side tangent All right, here we that. go. How does a Christian know, oh my, how does a Christian know which laws in the Bible are binding and which are not? Does the Bible give us a way to make this determination? Well, there is that fabulous book. I haven't actually read it. I keep meaning Uh to. It's like on my list, but and now it feels like it's been so many years since it came out. No, it's the year of living biblically. Oh, where yeah, a guy, yeah. you know, does the experiment yeah. where he tries to follow every yeah. biblical yeah. law for a year. And I think <laughs> yeah. it's it's pretty... And I, I think the obvious answer to the question... It? I thought it, I thought it could, I'll write it. Okay. It was a yeah, man yeah, as yeah, far as I'm yeah. aware. Um, I, th- I mean, people have done different versions of this kind of thing. I keep thinking I'm going to do one where I follow everything that Ellen White said. Oh, really? Everything. everything? Like no bicycle, you know, the oh, whole... Well, that would be oh, hard. <laughs> Um, I'm going to pour cream on my potatoes, you know, the whole, everything. You'd have to um, do <laughs> I'm going to never raise my voice. I'll speak in a well-modulated tone all the hey, time. Hey, this will be fun. It's going to be this really be boring I'd for have, everyone. No, I'd, uh, it'll be I don't so know, much if fun. I didn't I'm, vary my tone, I, I know, think life I'd have would to, be like, more boring. I'd have to, like, test it out. Like, like, but that'd be fun. I think the simple answer to this, I mean, whether it's the right thing to do or not, so how is I know? think yeah. we just go with what seems... Reasonable to us? Yes, exactly. Oh I mean, my. there's... Which, yeah. I mean, that's a slippery slope. It's a, of course. It's a can of worms. It's all that stuff. But, I mean, what else is a person really supposed to do? The second part of the question, does the Bible give us a way to make this determination? Yes. I, I know that you're going to say, yes, it does. And but I'm like, say, eh, I don't know. Nah. Not so much. Back on that, I, can see. I don't think yeah. it really does. I mean, no. I think the Bible never if you're going to be like, you absolutely <laughs> have to follow this... <laughs> Then why would it be that? Well, actually, okay. Like even the thing why we, we the example confusion? that we have in the text yeah. about the woman whose husband is oh, dead. Yeah, I like that. And one. now she now she's not an adulteress yeah. because he's dead. Well, I mean, yeah. how many people we do we know who are remarried and we wouldn't call them adulterers or adulteresses? But would we? Well, would we not? I wouldn't. I mean, I mean, would we not? I mean, I'm of the opinion that sometimes <laughs> things just don't work out for people, and it's not especially helpful. I know. To I know. label them for life or whatever. I think we need I more you know, of those uh, special committees that look and investigate that, get photos. So I think that's an example yeah. where we use our reasoning. We use. And I think what God actually does like, encourage us to use our yes. brains. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that law. The difficulty is that there know. are some people who who read some of Paul here, right? And uh, and because Paul does talk about the law a lot, uh, not only in Romans a little bit. Uh, I mean, a fair amount, but also in a lot Constantly, of his other letters. All the time, yes. <laughs> he does talk about the law. And and that's because the world he was working in, he's, he's trying like to He's like the Andre it. Wang of the Bible. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Andre talks and about so, the law a lot. And so the difficulty is that people will take a, a snippet of a sentence uh, and they're all like, oh man, that must mean that I'm no longer this this way, inclined this way. And they also, they have these huge you know, generalizations that the law is old and it's first testament and grace is second and it's second testament. And so they kind of want to throw a lot of stuff away. People believe that uh, there's certain things that we, we kind of can discard. And so there are three main categories that a lot of Christian theologians will agree that exist. There's the moral laws and there are the ceremonial laws and there are civil laws. And most Christians are comfortable agreeing that the moral laws stand. They stand the, time, the test of time because they are. And I actually talked about this the other day with someone about common sense, but they were arguing that 
common sense is even hard to define. But the moral laws are the Ten Commandments. Well, it's funny because even morality is getting to be hard to define. It is. That's an ever-shifting thing yeah. these days, right? I, I personally, I mean, I look at what Jesus says and, and how he, he says that the law and the testimony of the law, and, and you know, he, he describes everything just standing and hanging, that you should love God and love humanity. Mm. And, and that's what everything is built up upon. Um, I think that's a great foundational then start. what kind of right? love are we doing? Are we doing tough love? Oh. Or are we doing regular love? <laughs> regular love. Yeah, I get you. Like soft and, love. And I think, I think... I like soft love, personally. I think Paul will eventually help us in First Corinthians 13 on his softer side as he tries to express his authentic... You keep promising me this softer I'm, side and I do not see it coming. <laughs> I mean, this thing with the woman and her I husband, jeez. So, I mean, I had this, this hopeful feeling yeah. for a while that at first he was making what I thought was the obvious point that once you've died... You no longer have to obey the law, and I'm, I'm thinking, duh. But yeah, what he means is that the person who is the recipient of whatever lawbreaking you're doing, if they're dead, then you no longer have to keep the law re- with regard to them, which is like a kind of yeah. a different point than he's actually talking. He's talking. Well, I think he's to trying his... to make a feminist argument, actually, because I Already. think they probably would say that the woman could never remarry, even if her husband was well, dead. Well, Maybe. actually, I don't know. I, well, actually, the story of the marriage is just a metaphor that he's using inside here to relate back to a bigger story that he's trying to pull in, which is actually the story of the Exodus, which is because he's talking right Why at the beginning he here. Why is marriage as a metaphor? Well, isn't he talking about an actual marriage? No, I think what? I think what he's talking here when he says, dear brothers and sisters, he's beginning here talking to the Jewish people, his people, and he's saying, look, you and the law, oh, I want to talk to you guys because this chapter is actually about that. But, oh, time so look let's pause right now we've got so much to talk i know isn't it great thank you the bible does explain it does help that uh and we should look at that and you guys should look into it how does a christian know which laws in the bible are binding and which are not does the bible give us a way to make this determination i'd say yes it does uh but you can look into that uh enjoy uh and look after each other live love and we'll connect tomorrow Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.